What's going on, everybody? We've got some coaching vacancies in the ACC that we're going to talk about. Who has been fulfilled so far? Then who is trying to find a home around the conference? There are a lot of good head coaching roles that we're going to discuss, as well as some awards from our top quarterback, Kenny Pickett. He is doing the damn thing, so let's discuss him, as well as any other transfer portal news that we might have on today's show. AJ Black joining. You know we're already ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Thanks again for joining. Thank you for making at Locked on ACC on Twitter your follow and you subscribing on YouTube. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We are available wherever you get podcasts. AJ Black, Locked on Boston College, joins the show to give me all of that football across the conference news. AJ, how's it going? Hey, I can't complain. It's uh, Christmas season up here in the Northeast. We're going to get our first snowstorm tomorrow. I'm getting excited. Ooh. Yeah, did you watch the Bills and the Patriots and that snowstorm? Is that typical like around Chestnut Hill area or is it pretty a little more calm? That was a little bit more calm than what I've seen. <laughs> I mean, you know, we get – tomorrow's just going to be a, a, a dusting to three inches, which up here is – is that's that's just a normal day. So oh. nothing big there. But, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll be on later in, in the winter when we get, you know, 18 to 24 inches and we'll talk about it then. What does the weather drop to? What is usually oh. the temperature? Oh, man. So uh, it can get as cold like during a storm as low as like 8, 10 degrees. Oh, God. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. Like North Carolina can get cold like that, but we don't necessarily get the snow. So I don't know what I, I'd rather have snow. Like, if you're going to do it, right, let's commit. Let's go all the way. Let's be freezing if we're going to freeze. Give me some snow action. Make it a winter wonderland out here. But that's not the case down North Carolina. And it, clearly it's also not the case down there in Miami. As Mar Marie, I was about to get on my accent. Listen, we have all these accents going on lately. But Mario Cristobal has joined the Miami program as the head coach at after much controversy, and he is the first of many coaching vacancies that are around the coastal right now in our conference. What were your initial thoughts when you heard that he was going to be the head coach? And I mean, after leaving a Oregon situation, that's pretty dang sexy, if you ask me. Someone who clearly knows how to win, right? Led Oregon to two Pac-12 titles, three straight appearances in the conference championship, and he won two bowl games, and including the 2020 Rose Bowl. So I'm like, okay, what a about Miami made you say, yes, I need to get the Coral Gables stat. So it's, it to me, it has to be something family or like location wise, because mm. other, any, anything else I've been talking to myself, it doesn't make sense. So <laughs> like, or, you're right though. Like Oregon is like an established program. You know, they had the Rose Bowls. They were a top 10 team. They were, you know, he's doing really well. Why in the heck would you do that? At, like leave that to go to Miami, which Hasn't been relevant, and I know there's a Miami fan that listens and, and, and trips at us. Hasn't been relevant in 20 years, and let's be let's be real with that. They haven't, they really haven't done much. Um, I guess you know it's his alma mater, and maybe he wants to get that feel back and get the get the U returning. But the whole situation itself was gross. The, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't have much love for Manny Diaz, and you know listening to the stories of former temple players where he basically did the same thing to them that Miami did to them, to him. Mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of lost my empathy for him mm -hmm. because, you know, he did basically 
leave. I, I think he had and convinced 17 Temple players to sign early and then just ditched him for Miami. So mm-hmm. my Manny Diaz um, empathy meter kind of dips pretty low. But <laughs> even with that, like this whole situation, it just seems so backwards. Like if you're going to commit to like, I mean, if you're courting another coach, just can Manny Diaz. Yeah. Like, don't even, I mean, like, you're, you've cut his legs out from under him. He can't recruit. And the players, right. are gonna, he's going to lose the locker room because they don't respect him now. Yeah. So just, just get rid of him. And if you can't get, you know, if you can't get Mario Cristobal and you have to go someplace else, just name an interim for a year. If you can't get what you want, just like, you know, tread water for a year with some guy that, you, you don't know. Ed Reed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Ed would probably do a good job in terms right. of relating to the players. But I'm, again, I agree. When it comes to leaving Oregon, you're not leaving for a sexier job. You're not. You're clearly someone got fired for a reason and let go because it's a cluster. So it's not like you're going from a title contender to title contender, unless we're feeling like Tyler Van Dyke is going to turn this team around next season. But you still have to answer for that defense, which I don't know. It depends on the defensive coordinator hire. But there's yeah. rumors that Joe Brady's going to be off of coordinators which is like i mean okay i mean it sounds like miami's opening the bank to to make to really set themselves up to be the 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 acc coastal class because i mean yeah dan rakatovich or whatever i'm probably messing up his name apologize the ad from clemson's rumored to be the new ad there's rumors about brady coming in joe brady coming in they could go out and get a really good defensive coordinator and all of a sudden watch out the miami i mean mario cristobal is a quarterback coach so he's walking right into a situation with tyler van dyke where it's like you know watch out like he's gonna he's gonna get that offense clicking with him and that could be scary right off the bat and he's gonna break you know he has that that south beach feel i think and i think he's gonna attract a lot of high recruits and i think that's gonna pay dividends too Absolutely. And I know technically they're not a part of the conference, but I still want to get thoughts because, you know, we love to just get takes here on this show. Marcus Freeman's going to be the head coach at Notre Dame after that whole Brian Kelly exit, which was, again, weird as well. What are your thoughts about Marcus? Because he's obviously been a defensive coordinator. He comes in already loving the team. The team clearly really wants him. I think it's scary, especially if the Notre Dame ever considers joining the crew. I love this hire. I yeah. like I I wanted to go in and say, oh, this is a bad hire for Notre Dame. And then I listened to him speak in the in the sincerity of him. And I was like, you know, I know he hasn't coached a game yet. He's mm-hmm. he's a defensive coordinator. We'll see him in the, you know, we'll see him in a bowl game, probably coach. But the sincerity and w- the way that he connects with players, I get this gut feeling that he's gonna be an uh, a a uh, upgrade from Brian Kelly, which is incredible because Kelly brought them to what two playoff games. Yeah. I think he's going to bring something big to Notre Dame. I, I think this is a huge hire for the fighting Irish. And I think it could bring them up to that next level where they're battling that they're not just going to make the playoffs and get smoked by Alabama. They're going to get to the playoffs and beat teams Yeah, um, because yeah. I think Freeman has that pedigree and you know, Notre Dame fans should be, and they are, they're, they should be very excited about him. He's a, he's going to be the next big thing, I think. 
Absolutely. And I think it's very telling that he did decide not to go with Brian Kelly. And even, you know, a bunch of, of their staff decided not to go with Kelly in terms of being at LSU. But a lot of people were talking about his age and being 35. And I'm like, man, the 30s are like the thriving years. I don't know what y'all yeah. talking about, but that's when you know yourself. You don't have to deal with it. You know, not to deal with any foolishness, but you're also not too far out of the age range of kids where you can't extend a little bit of grace. I think he's at that perfect balance of being like, oh, I know what it takes. He's fit no like no tino shade to brian kelly but i'm like i'm sure marcus freeman is probably gonna be on the line like the rest of them be like i can do this i can outwork you blah blah blah. so i don't know i think i think it is good i'm kind of sold on him a bit i'm ready to go to a game 2022 they're coming to carolina i'm gonna put it on my calendar so just so everybody knows we're gonna have a game at carolina i think that's gonna be good to go but there are some coaching vacancies i want to talk about duke and Virginia, the Virginia one especially because that was quite surprising. As we all know, we did not see Bronco Mendenhall leaving, but here we are. Coastal is just crazy. But first, college football fanatics, we know the college football playoffs is right around the corner. Have you heard about Prize Picks? The Daily Fantasy made easy. It offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry because it's just you versus the projected numbers. PrizePix allows mixed sports entries as well, so use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Yes, it is that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawal, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code Locked On, or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. We're here with AJ Black from Locked On Boston College. Make sure you talk about all the Boston College news. He got you going talking about the return of Phil Dracovic. I think that's pretty exciting. Is there any news about Zay Flowers? Is he going to take his talents back to Chestnut Hill? I don't know if he's going to run it back yet, but I have a feeling he will be because I don't think Dracovic, I mean, he could have, but I, I think I think Halfley had to kind of talk Dracovic and say like, hey, Zay's going to be back. And you know, he hasn't announced anything about him st- sitting out of the bowl game, which would have been an indicator to me that he's going to sit out and go to the draft. So mm-hmm. I, I, I imagine Zay's going to come back. Cause I think like right now flowers is probably like a third round draft pick. I would, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And he goes back and he gets Phil for a whole year. You know, they're going to get a lot more stuff on tape. They're going to improve even more. I think he knows that and he'll get more money out of it. I know it's a risk. But I think he knows that like this season wasn't what he expected. So he'll get more of a chance next year to improve his stock. I mean, hey, look at Kenny Pickett coming back and did wonders for this young man. But talking about more of the coastal news here, want to mention that Duke is looking for their new coach after 14 years. Coach Cutcliffe retired and a couple names out there that are a little bit strange. One, let's start with Jason Garrett. Apparently is in the running. His ties to Duke run deep. I've seen him at basketball games and all this kind of stuff. He's never been a head coach of a college football team. And to me, after being a head coach of Dallas Cowboys, that not working out. Being an offensive coordinator with the Giants and that really not working out. Not sure why you you want to consider this man for a head coaching position, but crazier things have happened. I, yeah, I, if you could see my face right now, it's like the, the, like someone let loose something in, in your room and you're like, I don't understand this at all. And no. I, you know, you, I, I'm sure there's a, a, examples of this going the other way, but I think of these coaches that started as NFL coaches going back to college or, you know, they made their bones like Lovey Smith, Herm yeah. Edwards, like, they're not working. 
I don't know yeah. why Jason Garrett, who isn't as who's a terrible head coach. Well, not terrible. I mean, he had his moments. No, 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 no. You had it right. You had it right. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. I don't know what he could get out of Duke. I mean, he's a quarterback coach, so maybe he could get, you know, their thought is that, you know, they'll find the next Daniel Jones. He knows the Mannings. I don't know. Something that like already that. worked with Cutcliffe and that was that worked yep. till it didn't. So let it go. Next. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, I hate that. I hate that choice for Duke. I feel like yeah. that's, it's just a, it's, it's a safe pick with a name. Yeah. that I just don't think is going to get them anywhere. Absolutely agree. And then you also have George Edward, who is a defense, uh, defensive coach. He works with the team at Dallas Cowboys. He is an alum of Duke University, played on the team. So ties there could be, you know, Jerry Jones misspoke and said, Jason Garrett, no, I really meant George Edwards. So who really knows? Could be one of those things. But I would love to know why Tony Elliott is in the conversation. Why would you leave a Clemson for a Duke University? That's another one. I don't like that hire either. <laughs> um, and I I had to say Tony Elliott up until this year, he was like Brent Venables, but like a smaller level where you just never saw him getting poached. Like mm -hmm. no team could get him. This year in itself, like the beginning of the year, he kind of lost me a little bit because you had DJ and he just kept trying to jam a square peg through a round hole. Yes. And over and over again, and I'm like, DJ is a good quarter. Like you can do stuff with him, even if he's limited in certain things. And Tony Elliott just seemed to keep doing it. And Dabo kept, you know, Dabo was a little critical of him. Dabo was, you know, all over, all over the situation. But I, I don't know. Like if you can't figure out what to do with a five-star top of the class recruit, like DJ Uyagalale, what the heck are you going to do at Duke? You know what I mean? Like, right. Is he just going to keep trying to like, I, it just doesn't seem like the right fit. Like I love the the Dallas defensive guy. I totally blank on his name. George Stewart. George Edward. Yeah. George Edward. Excuse me. Um, I, I think that seems like much more. Like I like the alumni base. I like that he's a young coach. I think that might be the better better fit. I just I don't like Tony Elliott there. I don't think it's a good one. Yeah. Well, I also think that George brings that feel because there are a lot of loyal Duke people. Right. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of fans are simply loyal to Duke for whatever reason. They love them some Duke football. So I think that's a big thing there. But you give an opportunity for Nina King, their AD, to make a first big hire. And I just hope she gets it right on this first go because, again, this might be a launching pad for some people. This could be home, which I think would might be for George Edwards. So I think that's the best decision for me in terms of who to pick for those Blue Devils. But when it comes to Virginia, we're also scratching our head because I just don't even know where to start. I just didn't see it coming. Like you caught me by surprise, Bronco. I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, I I, I get it though. Like coaching, yeah. coaching football is a grind. Yeah, and those guys, the you know, it, it's not what you hear when they talk. Like you'll hear them mention it, but like those guys, they just live and breathe football. And so I don't know what's going on with his family life, but it seemed like that. Like he he seemed like he had like that coming to God moment where he had to kind of reassess where his values are in his life. And I don't know, maybe he just doesn't feel like he's seen his family enough. It was hard to tell, but I, I respect that. Like, you know, yeah. because I hear, you know, like Jeff Halfley, when I'm at a press conference with him talking about how he misses all his daughter's stuff because he's on the road doing recruiting, you, you know, there's all those moments they miss and, you know, maybe he had that moment, but I don't know. Like the, again, just like Duke, Duke and UVA, the, the list of uh, like potential head coaches is kind of kind of weak. Like 
Bronco Mendenhall, when he took that job at UVA, he was the head coach of BYU. Mm-hmm. And like, that was a big, that's a big get for them. Now to hear that they're going after like the co-defensive coordinator slash safety coach of Penn state. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it seems like that's, I mean, that seems like a real reach and, and a real question mark. Like you don't know what he's going to do. It's not Bronco Mendenhall who had a, you know, a good track record. You're going with a guy that isn't really an experienced head coach. Yeah, and then you look at Coach Pry across the street or around the way in Blacksburg getting hired at Virginia Tech. So I think the importance of getting a good hire for Virginia is after you know losing the Virginia Tech-Virginia matchup, the rivalry matchup this past year again, you're trying to find a person who can keep up what Bronco Mendenhall is doing in terms of just how they have a fight in the Coastal. They're able to position themselves to even give themselves a fighting chance. You're going to have to figure out who is going to not have you starting completely at square one. And I I think that's the biggest issue because the coastal, as we know, is going to be wide open yet again. I know the Atlantic might be even more, a little more wide open than usual, but the coastal to me is like it's anybody's game. And while like Pitt and uh, UNC are looking a little bit breathing, like well, I guess not Pitt anymore because they're going to need a new offensive coordinator. Carolina's the only one that doesn't want to get rid of bad coaches, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> for another day i think it's really telling about how next season we're going to have the same kind of conversation if we don't know who is going to make a leap or who is going to stink it up when it comes to that side of the division i think when it comes to atlantic though i don't know i'm feeling good about boston college i say this maybe every year now coach halfley's there but i feel like there's a lot going on in the atlantic side where people are starting to feel like they're going to be some major players in that top half of that division yeah, it's hard to tell what's going to happen. I mean, there's so much talent returning on the Atlantic side. You know, like you look at the coastal and you're losing, you know, Sam Hartman. You're losing, not Sam Hartman, Sam Howell, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Wrong, wrong, Sam. Kenny Pickett. Good. And you could have, you know, Tyler Van Dyke be the big one next year. But mm-hmm. then you look at the Atlantic, you have DJ, you have Phil Dracovic, Malik Cunningham, you have um, uh, Travis. I'm blanking his name. Jordan Travis of, of yep. Florida State. You have uh, you have Devin Leary. You have all these great players on the Atlantic side. That, to me, seems like it could be really wide open. And and all the credit to Clemson. I, I don't know if they're going to get gutted by their coaching staff, mm. but they look, at by the end of the year, like the one of the best teams in the Atlantic. So will they do that yep. again next year? I mean, they could, but it's it should be a really fun division to watch. See, I think the loss of Brett Venables is going to be huge for Clemson. They're going to feel the ramifications of that. And maybe the dynasty is over, but maybe it feels good for a new change. Like, I'm always down for new people to get the title. But I think at the end of the day, it's just very telling that we can can go into next season, the preseason, not automatically giving Clemson number one. We're going to actually have a conversation about it moving forward. But that makes it more exciting. Who knows? Well, I want to get into a couple of big things wrapping up here, talking about Kenny Pickett. Of course, we know – after the ACC championship, the man is still on a roll and might be, and will be taking a trip to New York. But let's talk about the fact that the college football playoffs, again, are still on their way. And BetOnline has had you covered all season long. So don't look any further than this this 
number one spot for all of your sports action. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Head to betonline.ag. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. That's why you should try Built Bar. So many flavors, Built Bar gives you that extra fuel. People are passionate about their favorite flavor, whether they try double chocolate cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, or mint brownie and raspberry. Don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at the family parties. People can very much so get sensitive. Tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in your stocking this season. Dip your Built Bar in a piping hot cup of cocoa while you're sitting by the fire, whatever you desire. Even if you want some marshmallow treats around the holidays, Built Bar has you covered with Built Bar Puffs. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Wrapping up the show here with AJ Black locked on Boston College. Of course, Kenny Pickett is taking his talents to New York as he is a Heisman finalist. Congrats to him. That's a big-time award, especially for a guy that coming into the season, nobody really expected the pit train to be rolling. Only a few, but nevertheless, they were a very small number. And now he is just having an incredible senior season. And I think it really speaks to you know sticking with one program, sticking with Narduzzi, sticking with your school, and being able to see your senior year kind of come to life in a very positive way yeah i mean he had the chance to go last year into the draft and he chose not to he chose to come back and he had a legendary season for a program like Pitt that you know was dying to get something big to happen and i i admit again that like i was tough on narduzzi i i think i referred to him as the you know Pitt's version of steve adazio but <laughs> I, I I'll I'll swallow some humble pie here. It's he looked okay. great. He did a great job. He, he that defense against Wake Forest did incredible. You know mm-hmm. they shut down Sam Hartman for four interceptions, and so he he's done it. And you get a court and Kenny Pickett. Not only was a great quarterback, but was really fun to watch. And I don't know. Did you talk? I, I apologize. I didn't listen to Monday or Tuesday show. Did you oh, get to good. talk about the slide or the fake slide? Uh, we did talk about it on Monday, and of course, you know, with Kenton being this strong defensive person that he is, we were not feeling it. But I didn't feel it either because I think that at the end of the day, when you look at the replay, you see how the Wake Forest guys stood up. It was oh, really yeah. kind of shysty. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you. Like, what are they supposed to do? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. so, but that being said, it'll be a one-time thing, and they'll probably rule it out eventually. So hopefully that'll be it. But you know, he's he's moved himself up and he's made himself the money. Like yeah. you hear all the horror stories of all the people that get hurt. And and that that's that's a good warning sign for a, a story for a lot of people. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, Kenny Pickett has the story of the guy that's going to go in and he's going to make himself a ton of money. You know what I mean? Like he he built up himself a brand that's going to get drafted, you know, first round. I've seen him in the top 15 picks. He was nowhere near that at the end of last year, right? So this is such a great story for the ACC. You know, we see all the 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 ACC network commercials that have Trevor Lawrence all over it. We're gonna put Kenny Pickett in there next year because he's true. Like you know, Lawrence, you know, never never won a Heisman. I don't think Kenny Pickett will win it either. But um, 
you know, I, I, I love his story. And I, you know, as a Boston college fan, all the story now is will Phil Dracovic be the next Kenny Pickett next year? I'm saying, I'm telling you what, I feel like if he can stay healthy, it certainly will. He'll certainly make the case. And there, like I said, Boston college was in a lot of games last season that I think if Phil had been in the game, we'd be having different conversations as opposed to Dennis Grossell. But I also think that Kenny was a man who just really wanted to be a great leader for his team. Uh-huh. And he showed that through discipline. And look, Pitt, Took six guys to the league last year. Who knew what they were going to be? Only Pitt knew because <laughs> I sure didn't think that they were going to be any noise. I was talking about De'Ara King. I was talking about Mackenzie Milton. I was talking about Sam Howell. I was ready for everybody else to step up, even Devin Leary. I was never thinking about Kenny in this way, and nope. I'm just happy that he you know, proved us all wrong at the end of the day. I think we all thought even DJ was going to have a breakout game, like I say every episode, but that never yep. really came to pass. So I think it's a wide-open league for next year, but if you can see a Kenny think if anything is very telling about the endless possibilities if you just keep at it yeah i mean exactly right like he's the story of the acc this year right Mm -hmm. like of all the guys i mean if you know going into the season as you just said he wouldn't have been even the top 10 choices probably as of being a possible mvp that being said i did remember saying earlier this year that i was thoroughly impressed against his, his play against boston college last year um, mm-hmm. when he got, he, I remember last year, I saw glimpses of it where he, I think he broke something in his foot and he just kept playing and he almost yeah. beat BT with like one foot. Um, and that <laughs> was just, that was his thing. Like, and I was like, I left that yeah. game going, man, he is good. <laughs> and yeah. you didn't see like the whole, like the whole picture of what he could do, but it all came out this year. And, you know, he's going to be, he's going to go down with one of the greatest, you know, seasons in ACC history. Anytime you can pass a Dan Marino record within your own program school history, then, you know, you obviously are doing a big thing. So it'll be unique to see how his season progresses in the bowl game as they're headed to the Peach Bowl. And then next week, AJ and I will be giving you some bowl previews as we've got nine teams take. Nine, ten, nine or ten teams taking their talents. I gotta remember. Sorry, it's been a long day, people. Gotta have some good bowl prediction talk. There are some good ones. There might be some ugly ones. It's all all going to be a good mix there. AJ, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Of course, I am the host of Locked On Boston College. We're talking football, but we're also talking about the sickos and. Uh, BC basketball. Uh, we've got a whole new fan base that's really excited about BC basketball. So we've been we've been chatting a lot about the sickos movement and the protect the nut, which is hashtagged. Um, okay, get it, Chestnut Hill, protect the nut. Um, <laughs> and and I, I I was a little worried about that being something a little bit too edgy, but the the school started using it, so it's okay. not just the fans. So they're they're on it, and um, so I'm talking basketball because BC started off with a huge win over Notre Dame last week. Um, they and they're playing really good basketball right now. And so if you want to hear more about BC basketball, check it out. I'll uh, be talking about football, recruiting, everything on, on Locked on BC. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. And I'm the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. Check out my work there as well. Thanks, Candice. Yeah, of course. Grant definitely put y'all on notice that the team was going to be better. So that's one. But y'all could have definitely said, say it with your chest or like, you know, protect the chest before you would protect the nut. But I'm fine. No, it's okay. It's okay. I, I mean, it is what I, the, you know what? <laughs> I have to stand back because this is the fans doing this. And yeah. I, I am just happy that there's fans following the team right now, right? Because you look at Connie Farm and it's dead week after week. The fact that there's a fan base that's actually getting into it. Yeah. Um, I'm pumped because I've been talking about BC basketball for years to like deaf ears. And <laughs> it, it's great. And, you know, 
if you are listening and you don't really care about BC basketball, the one thing that is thoroughly enjoyable for anyone is after every game, Earl Grant does a dance with his team. I don't know if you've Ooh. caught the videos, Candace. Not yet. I'm going to be Go looking at that Go to BC up. Basketball Hoops, uh, their, their Twitter account. He does okay. a dance with their players. And you can just see the real joy in the way he's connecting with the team. It's just it's just fun. It's just awesome. And it, it's, yes. it's showing where the program's going. And, I, and I'm, I think fans are really catching on to it. You just got me excited. Well, I keep I'm I'm excited for the opportunity to follow Coach Greg. I think he's going to do great things. But more importantly, to find that ACC hoops is going to be exciting for you. So maybe we'll have an opportunity to talk about Boston College being in the thick of it as the season progresses. Conference games. We've got more to talk about tomorrow. We are going to have just me. Tyler Aki is on vacation, so I know you guys are super pumped about that. And then we have Friday Drizzy Drake. So make sure you guys come back at Locked On ACC. We can follow us on Twitter. You can subscribe on YouTube. We're almost to a thousand followers, subscribers. So, you know, go ahead and do what you got to do. We appreciate you for Candace Cooper and AJ Black until next time.